This podcast is brought to you by Blackbee Ministries International. To find out more, visit blackbee.org. Well, welcome to the Richard Blackaby Leadership Podcast. My name is Sam, and I'm your host, and joining me today is Dr. Richard Blackaby. Well, thanks for having me, Sam. It's a real privilege to be with you today. Well, the, the, the pleasure <laughs> and the privilege is all mine, um, but uh, I, I understand that you had to run, stop by the uh, the old car shop yeah. today, and yeah. your, your pretty much new car already. Yeah, show, so. you know, uh, kind of interesting, uh, yeah, it's about... It's a year old uh, Honda CRV that we bought, but uh, uh, it, it had a, a cool feature on it uh, that I like, uh, where it kind of opens the. You just stick your foot under the back bumper, and it opens the trunk for you. So it's, kind of, I guess, it's meant if you got arms full of groceries, whatever. Yeah. But, but yesterday I went by the store to get some groceries and it wouldn't work. And I have um, an image of you like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> looking down the aisle of a, of a parking lot and you just like waving your foot. Yeah, just so, yeah, when you got size 12 feet, you know, you can see, you can put it under when you're Surely still quite a ways sees away. This but, foot. Uh, but anyway, I, so I, I just, it sort of annoys me. It's still a pretty new car and, uh, you know the feature's not working, and uh, it's too young to be breaking down already. I know. Give it at least. You got to wait till the day after warranty runs out. But <laughs> at uh, least. But anyway, uh, so yeah, if I and I'm obsessive about time and stuff. So I I just got down there first thing this morning and uh, first in line and uh, had to get an oil change anyway. But and in the end, fortunately, it was uh, just was, I had had a repair done on it earlier. Uh, and they disconnected the battery, and I guess that reset things, and uh, and so they ended up having to do that again to uh, disconnect the battery. And so in the end, it didn't really cost me anything, so that mm-hmm. was good. But uh, you know, it, it did remind me though. Uh, in the process, uh, it was interesting. Yesterday, I was trying to figure out how to fix this myself, which is for me to fix something on a car. Is you know <laughs> the odds of that happening? Well, yeah, and, and not just not just a car, but I would say fix anything. <laughs> yeah, on, on, any, a, on any material. That product, is not yeah. my spiritual gift, but <laughs> uh, but interestingly, I did pull out the owner's manual and was uh, digging through that a bit and. Um, uh, and there was something else that I, I'd not, that wasn't, it wasn't working on the car, but I, I was certain it was, it could work. I, I was sure I just didn't have the setting right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, but I just had kind of not really dealt with that for a while. And, uh, and so basically just in the process of kind of looking through this owner's manual, trying to find, uh, the answer to this uh, thing on the back, uh, door, I actually stumbled across an answer for something else that I, that had been bothering me for a year, yeah. and uh, I got that fixed, and uh, and now it works great. And you know I, what that kind of reminded me of, Sam, as I was just thinking about that is, um, you know, I, I'm looking at this owner's manual, and it's filled with all kinds of helpful information. And I was looking at my car, you know, especially if you get a newer car uh, or just a car that's newer to you. Uh, there's often buttons and settings and things there that you think, huh, I wonder what that button does. <laughs> to, uh, and there's all these buttons on my steering wheel that you know, I'm not quite sure how all that works. I know you drove my car one day with me in it and uh, you know, had the cruise control working where you, it was, you know, it, it was making sure it didn't get too close to the car in front of it. And yeah, it was, I forget. It's like responsive cruise, but so you don't, 
It'll automatically slow down if you come up. Yeah, somebody. like the old cruise control just did, oh, no. just did the yeah. same, you just one speed, and you, you just rear it. Yeah, somebody. but now it's apparently my car has got enough cameras on it that it and it's, it's not like it's a real you know deluxe car, but it's it's new and it's got some new bells and whistles. But um, but you know, I as I thought of that, it 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 did make me think a lot about uh, the Christian life and the fact that. I, I would say that for a lot of us, our Christian life is a lot like me buying a new car. Um, there's all kinds of features I probably will never use uh, that would have really been helpful. Would have yeah. been really, if I knew what to do with them. If someone ever sat down and showed me, "Hey, push this, and this will help you here," and uh, probably make my life easier and more efficient. But um, and then you think about the Christian life, and you think. The moment that you become a Christian, the Holy Spirit himself, which is a third of the Trinity, uh, basically when you have the Holy Spirit within you, you have God dwelling within you. And if God is within you, then everything God has access to is now accessible to your life. And so every every resource of heaven is now at, at God's disposal for your life. Mm-hmm. And all the power, the same power that God used to raise dead people to create a universe, that power is available to your life. And which that fact alone is just mind boggling. Yeah. Like I, I don't think that we think about that very no, often. No. And you, who I know are quite uh, intrigued with space and uh, the stars and those kinds of things, to try to imagine the power involved in the magnitude of just creating one star, let alone trillions of galaxies of stars. Uh, And that power is available to us. And so then you ask yourself, so what percentage of the power available to me am I actually using in my life? And here I still am struggling just to overcome my addiction to, you know, cookies or donuts. (laughs) And here's a guy and within me is the power to create universes and, um, and so, you know, I, I it, 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 let alone Christians who are living their lives in consi- just, uh, you know, regular, uh, defeat and failure and yeah. setback. And then you realize, wow, like, you know, if I, I, I'm sure, I hope that it doesn't happen this way, but can you imagine if you finally got to heaven and for years you kind of stumbled along through life, uh, experiencing defeat and frustration and knowing that there should be a lot more in your life, but never experiencing it. And then you get to heaven and it's almost like, what if, what if God kind of took you aside and said, well, I, you know, I put this feature in your life here. I mean, I, you had this, uh, new improved, uh, you know, software that I, I, I put, I had available and you, you could have had, you kept being defeated by this, but I, I had everything in place here. All you had to do was just access this and you could have been victorious the whole time. Yeah. And yet you spent your whole life in defeat. Um, I, you know, I, you just sort of think, man, I wish I'd read the manual a little closer. <laughs> I don't know what it uh, says about me, but I, this makes me think of, uh, um, Excel spreadsheets and there's a, you know, for those who use Excel, yeah, there's say, a, I, I don't, I never think of those, <laughs> <laughs> uh, not Microsoft Word, but Microsoft Excel. It's the other, it's the other, uh, uh, application. Oh yeah. That Microsoft green, it's the green one. It's I the think, green one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, exactly. Yeah. But it's. That is one of the most powerful programs, you know, the, the functionality of that, that you can automate so many things within Excel. It would be like 
kind of going in there and manually putting in the numbers. For yeah, which is what I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than just just like the you know creating those functions so that it you just drag it down and it automatically like does that multiplication or division or whatever summation and it's just infinitely more usable and such a much better experience and so i don't know why my my mind goes uh, to excel when, yeah. uh, well it's that, it's that uh, sick uh you know degree you have in uh <laughs> management degree mba that caused you to do that but yeah you didn't need a, a, a excel uh, expertise to be a history major like i was <laughs> But, well, that was that was before they had invented Excel, Richard. So <laughs> yeah, that was you can true. be forgiven for that. <laughs> you know, I uh, and there's several things I would just say about that. Uh, you know, my my wife is probably one of the only people less uh, astute when it comes to things mechanical and fixing things than I am, and uh, she uh, she's got all kinds of stuff on her phone or her laptop that just doesn't work, and she just jerry rigs it or just doesn't use it or you know there's whole features i'll say well lisa why didn't you do that she said well that's never worked on well what do you mean it's never worked like why did why didn't you tell me that that like all you got to do is you know click here and then it works and um and you know you know those kind of people that well that door hasn't worked you know that window hasn't opened for you know years oh I yeah just i mean i am that that kind of people like <laughs> that, that is totally yeah, it's like you know what, what what's that noise i don't know it's been making that noise for like two years you know it's like yeah you know, what's that smoke coming out well, i don't know it's been doing that for yeah, a while it's just a, it's a feature uh, it's a yeah. part of the yeah, just this product. car has always just had a lot of like has a has had a burning smell for some time now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's there's people like that that um, they just you know sometimes it's almost ridiculous and they're like and and Lisa is just that way she just cannot be bothered with uh, that a lot of that stuff or she'll she may mention it kind of offhandedly months after something's been happening it's like lisa like like you don't let that kind of thing go like you know that you got to get on that it's gonna be a lot worse damage so but you know i think that sometimes the the same thing I mean, we, we might not be that careless with our car uh, or our laptop or our iphone whatever it might be but in our spiritual life a lot of times there's all kinds of signs that things are not as good as the the owner's manual says it should be mm-hmm. but we're but we're uh we're, we're letting it go and so you know like yeah. maybe our devotional life is boring maybe we can't uh, seem to discipline ourselves to get into any kind of rhythm of spending time with god and we, we know in our hearts that spending time with god ought to be more invigorating refreshing than it is but um but to us it's a burden i i was impressed the other day just thinking about jesus um you know like when it comes to our prayer life uh, for a lot of people we see praying as something that takes a lot of energy a lot of work mm-hmm. you know i've got to got to really just get myself geared up so i can spend time praying but with jesus it seems like the way he did it, it was just the opposite. It was like when he was completely depleted, like for, for a lot of us, we'd say, you know, I'm too tired to pray right now. If I, yeah. if I close my eyes right now or I try to pray and be quiet, I'll just probably fall asleep. But, but with Jesus, it was kind of like when he was utterly exhausted, that's when he would pray. And, you know, for him to pray through the night, like I, I think a lot about that time where Jesus fed the 5,000. He taught all day long. Then he, then he feeds the 5,000. I think, I think the story's in Mark six. 
And then, like his disciples are bone tired. They've been delivering, you know, fish and bread to 5,000 men, their families for hours. And so Jesus, I think, realizing they're at the end, he, he puts them in a boat and sends them off. And then Jesus himself sends away all the, all the whole crowd. And, you know, I've done that a number of times where yeah, as a speaker, I, I, like... I sat there at the back until every solitary person had told me their life story or whatever it is they want to talk about. And that's what Jesus does. So he's already taught all day. Then he's, then he's broken enough bread and fish to, to feed a huge multitude. And even if he's performing a miracle, he's still got to break up the bread and the fish. Like I, I, I'm, I'm guessing that even performing that miracle had to be a little bit tiresome after a while. Yeah. Um, then he stands around and talks to everybody. And then you think, okay, here's a guy who needs to find the nearest hotel and just crash. And just crash. But it says he, then he climbed a mountain to pray. And it's like, what? Like after like an unimaginably hard day, you actually took time to climb a mountain and then pray. Like I, I, I would have, as soon as I closed my eyes, I think I would have been out. Yeah. Um, but for Jesus, it seems like when he prayed, he actually gained energy. He actually was mm -hmm. invigorated um, and he could keep on going. So anyway, you know, when, when we see that maybe our prayer life is just uh, powerless, uh, joyless, uh, difficult, uh, and yet we keep being told that that was a key part of Jesus' life, uh, it, that ought to awaken us to say then, you know, I, I probably need to keep adjusting or working on this or figuring mm -hmm. it out until it works for me. Uh, but instead, we just can kind of write it off like that dash light in our car. We don't know what it means, but it's been on now for a while, you know. Mm -hmm. And so same with like uh, a defeat. I know people that just keep on experiencing setbacks. They, they, they know they need to have victory in this area of their life, but they keep failing. And they keep having maybe maybe it's conflict with people. And they just know that that, that just shouldn't be natural necessarily if they were living like Jesus. But, but there it is again, another setback. And you just think how many people, it's like the dash is just filled with warning lights, but they're just forging ahead, like um, thinking either they're just too busy. And you know, it's one thing, like if you're, if you're going to work every day and you, your whole dash is filled with warning lights, check engine light, whatever else, it, it, it seems kind of foolhardy to think, well, I don't care how busy you are. You, you know, if your engine blows, your transmission goes, whatever, your brakes fail you, uh, it could be a lot worse. Yeah. Uh, but in the Christian life, it's like all of our dash lights are on and we keep telling ourselves, well, maybe next year, you know, I'll maybe have more time to address that. And yet your car is not going to affect your eternity unless your yeah. brakes go and <laughs> send, send yeah. you into eternity. But Bring eternity uh, much closer. Yeah. But uh, like it just seems like your walk with God, you ought to take more seriously. There's more at yeah. stake with that than even your vehicle. But but all kinds of um, warning lights can come on and uh, and yet we'll... Um, we'll just... We, we won't take it seriously enough. And of course, that was a great, the great psalm uh, with David, where he just said, "Search me, O God, know my heart, and you know, try my, try me, and know my anxious thoughts." And, and I think, in part, what what, what uh, David was saying was just, "God, I, I just know that there's stuff in my life that is holding me back, that's robbing me of 
your intentions, of what you, you, you know there's so much more potential than what I'm experiencing. Mm. And so would you just do a diagnostic test of me? And, uh, and of course, I, you know, I had a, uh, a kind of a, a routine um, oil change, and, you know, checkup at a certain every 5,000 miles or so. And, uh, and so they give me a printout of all the things they've checked and it's not just oil, it's a whole list of electronics and the tires and, you know, just down the line of all these different fluids. And, and you just realize that I think that's partly what David was doing was just getting his 5,000 mile checkup and yeah. saying, God, just you know, plug me in, check all, all the different, uh, aspects of my spiritual, emotional, physical life and uh, alert me. And, and the idea is if you do that on a regular basis, then you don't have catastrophic kinds of failures. Mm-hmm. Uh, if things are running thin, if you're getting low on a fluid, if something's in, you know going off and on intermittently, then you know, well, let's get this changed now. I'd, I'd far rather get it changed in a regular checkup than be on the side of the road somewhere, yeah. wishing that I had that, uh, you know, that, that appointment a little bit sooner to, to find that. And so, you know, I, I think there's, we'll, we'll talk maybe after the break just with what, what are some things you can do um, to perhaps try to avoid those, those breakdowns. I, I would say this too, we've talked about this before, but there's a number of leaders that have had those catastrophic failures where mm-hmm. all of a sudden they've been maybe, you know, great godly men and women for years. Uh, and then they just do something that makes them look brain dead, like to have a one night stand somewhere or to yeah. embezzle or to just say something that's blatantly untrue or, uh, to just lose their temper and blow up at a, at a, at a staff person. And you just think that that didn't just happen. Like yeah. that, that, that none of that just one day you just wake up and you become adulterous, you know, like yeah. it's, it, it's that you were missing all kinds of flashing lights on your dash for some time. And, and, and you became less and less prepared for the temptation that inevitably comes mm-hmm. or the, the pressure was going to come. And, uh, and if you, if you'd been prepared, if you'd addressed some of those issues earlier on, you could have, you could have handled that, but, but you weren't prepared. And so you, you kept thinking, Hey, I've, I'm managing, you know, I'm getting by, uh, I've, I've had that warning light on for months and it hasn't, no, nothing's happened yet. So I think I'm good for a while longer. And then you wait just a little bit too long to address some of those issues, and then failure comes. Mm. Well, let's take a break here, and uh, we'll wrap up when we come back. Christ loves the church with an infinite, eternal love that is beyond our comprehension. Unfortunately, the church often doesn't function in a way that Christ intended. Many Christians fail to understand that God's ways are not their ways. And when we attempt to do God's work the world's way, The results are dissatisfying and even damaging. When a church seeks a new pastor, they stand at a crossroads. How that decision is handled will determine the church's future. Your Next Pastor is a guide that was written to help you seek your next pastor in ways that both protect the health of the church and give great hope and blessings for the future. Pick up your copy today at blackabystore.org. Links will be in the show notes. Richard, I love the uh, the analogy to the sort of the me- mechanical world um, that you've been making here with your car, and, and it's just uh-huh. it's such a, a clear picture of uh, of uh, our our own life and our spiritual life, and that that you know if we don't address these things, eventually, you know, maybe you get by today, maybe tomorrow, maybe for a week, 
but eventually there's going to come a, a, a massive breakdown. Yeah. I just and, hope uh, that your spiritual life does not resemble those 20 year old vehicles that you drive. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, <clears throat> I have, uh, historically old, uh, vehicles, that, those, but those are that's top quality bailing wire that you use to hold things together. Listen, and duct I, tape. That is the deluxe gorilla uh, duct tape that I use uh, to hold my that's vehicles true. together. I, so I don't skimp I on, the, on, the, <laughs> on the duct tape. <laughs> on the duct tape. Um, yeah. Well, hopefully, uh, not everyone's cars are as, as uh, we can only hope yeah. <laughs> as well running as mine. But especially um, since my daughter and granddaughters are in those exactly, vehicles. Exactly. Um, so, with that being being said, uh, what, what I felt it had to be said. It said, did. Yeah. It did, and I appreciate you saying it. Um, <laughs> what are some some ways that we yeah. we don't want to wake up and have that catastrophe happen? Yeah. So, what are some things that we can do? Be proactive at and uh, in, in mitigating uh, some of that. Uh, well, you know, I, one thing is just regularly read the, the owner's manual. And, uh, you know, yeah. I, I, I alluded to this uh, when I bought my car. It, you know, it has a feature where you can uh, unlock uh, the car. You, you hold the handle and the car, the door unlocks, or you, you hit the unlock button, it unlocks. But what it was always doing was it was unlocking the, the, dry, the front doors, the, the, the driver door, the, pass, the passenger door, but not the back door. So yeah. a lot of times I'd want to be put something in the back seat and I, the, door, the front door would unlock and I'd go to grab the, the handle to the back door and it was still locked and I'd have to, you know, then I'd have to unlock that. And I knew that there had to be a way to change that yeah. setting yeah. so that when you unlocked uh, the one car door, they just all unlocked. But I just hadn't taken the time. And so, like, I've had that car for a year, and it's frustrated me dozens and dozens of times. <laughs> and I finally just sat the there. little things. I finally sat there uh, with the the owner's manual the other day and uh, looked, and sure enough, there's just a little setting. You just, you know, pull up on the screen, and you and there's a question, you know, basically, do you want all the doors to unlock? And I just had to hit yes, and voila, the end of that problem. And I and and so whenever that happens, I always think to myself, I just need to sit down with this owner's manual, and just read through it and just kind of glance at stuff that maybe I. What uh, else are you missing? Yeah, and <laughs> I mean, you seriously, I, I I realized that, and there's another button it was talking about, and I thought I didn't even know I had that feature. I you know I, that uh, that that's good to know, and of course that's what the Bible is. The Bible is the owner's manual of our life. And, and when you start reading it and, and you don't want to just sort of always go to the same part, you know, it's not, it's like why I, when I get my owner's manual, I love reading about all the, the stereo, uh, and options I can do, but you never read the cruise control options. And so yeah. there's whole features that you never utilize. It just, you, you, and, you, and every time I get in my car, there's all the cruise control buttons, but uh, you know, have I ever taken time to figure out how to use it? And, and sometimes, you know, you think something like cruise control is like, well, I, 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 I guess you push that, and it, but I, I kind of hate to really use this until I understand it because yeah. it could be dangerous. And so I'll just, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I, I'm just going to wait on that till I know how to yeah. use it. The problem is <coughs> you, you think of that when you're driving it. Yeah. And it's so like, by the time oh, yeah. you get home to look it up, you've forgotten it. And so, you know, really what I would treat your uh, Bible in many ways, like an owner's manual and, and assume that God has built far, far more features into your Christian life mm. than you are currently using. Yeah. And so read through the Bible with that mindset. 
uh, and don't just keep looking at the same verses you've underlined and highlighted because you probably already have are using those features. Mm-hmm. You know, look for verses that aren't as familiar and, tr- and things God says that aren't as familiar and um, and then try it out. You know, like, I mean, that's the next thing. If you if you read, of course, when as soon as I figured out how to unlock all my doors, uh, I I changed the setting and then I'm trying it, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm using it and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think to myself, okay, now I know how that works. Yeah. And, and now uh, your life is better because yeah, of that. and it's better. And it took not very long, you know, and I'm thinking, okay, there's several other features I really got to get figured out here. But, um, and, and so I, I just think it, it really just dawned on me this week, what a shame it is to think of like the, the normal Christian life and then you think of all the potential that is in one Christian life with the Holy Spirit dwelling within them. And then if we were to ask God, okay, here's Sam's life. He's a Christian. He's had the Holy Spirit in him for a number of years. What percentage of his potential is he using right now as a Christian? Mm. I think we'd be embarrassed yeah. if God were to say, well, he's a nice guy, you know, like nice beard, but... Uh, but he's using about 60% of the power, the wisdom, uh, the transformational power that was made available to him the moment he became a Christian. Mm-hmm. And so it's a, I, I don't know this side of heaven that we'll ever use 100%, but certainly our goal ought to be... I think we've be, got a, a big gap between yeah, what we're using and, and what we could yeah, be using for you sure. Know, and a similar thing just with that is just the promises of God in particular. You know, there's lots of things God says, but... But especially the promises of God to me are just kind of like those those main categories. And Second uh, Peter uh, starts off in the first chapter just talking about that. God, Peter just says, you know, God has made all these amazing promises available to us to help us in all these different areas of our life. And I, uh, anywhere that you see a promise of God, he says, like, he, what he's saying is, here's one of the features you got with this this Christian life of yours. Mm-hmm. It's I promise you that I'll do this. I promise you it's available. But you, you have to access it or else you, you got to turn it on. You, you've got to uh, customize it to your life and, and settings and so on. So uh, regularly just ask yourself, are there promises of God that I am not utilizing in my life right now? And wouldn't it be a tragedy to get to the end of my life and realize, you know, I struggled my whole life in this area and God had three different promises that would have covered that. Mm-hmm. And I never, I never even really applied them to my life. And so it doesn't matter if it's in, it's like in the owner's, owner's manual. It doesn't matter if it's in the owner's manual if you've never turned it on. Yeah, And yeah. it doesn't matter that it's in the Bible if you've never applied it to your life as well. And so a third one would just be sin. And that's kind of, I touched on that with David just saying, search me. And of course, sin has a way of canceling things. Mm-hmm. And essentially, that's kind of what happened with um, my my car feature. Uh, I, I had a, it's a little fender bender. Someone uh, backed into my new car in a parking lot. And, um, so I had to get a, a, a new front bumper put on and, uh, and I, and, and I guess the collision guy, when he did it, disconnected my battery, which I'm not entirely sure why, but he f- felt he needed to. <laughs> I didn't know that the bumper was attached to the Well, I'm, battery, my, my but... guess would be there were some electrical things in that bumper that needed to be unplugged. I, I guess so. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, but, um, <laughs> but anyway, somehow that, that had, totally thrown off the settings on and so he, I mean he plugged the he put the battery back together obviously but uh, 
but it had changed some settings. And so all of a sudden things that are supposed to work aren't working anymore. And, um, and oftentimes sin can do that. You know, mm-hmm. you, you might normally have been a patient person, a forgiving person. You might have normally had a pretty good control over your temper, but then you get just a little bit of sin in there. And it's amazing how it can throw things off. Yeah. And I think, uh, it's being a, as being a parent of, of young kids and especially a three-year-old, um, I, I think... Speaking you, of sin. <laughs> I think you can really, uh, at least for, for me, you can tell like your reaction to when they are, are being three. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is a great sort of barometer to like, where are you at right now, you know, in your yeah. spiritual life? And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, that's... I thought I was doing okay, but my the way I responded to her... Uh, is an indication that, yeah. that I'm not okay. And, that's and right. I think that's when a, you have kids, God just sort of is constantly testing all of your spirituality. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of poking and prodding. <laughs> but uh, you know, and so that's always that should be a warning sign to me. If you know, normally I would not that normally that wouldn't get to me that way. Normally mm-hmm. I would have blown that off. Normally I wouldn't worry so much about that. But uh, today I, I can't seem to shake it. What's going mm-hmm. on? And uh, it, may, it may be that sin has canceled out some things in my life that normally would have protected me and strengthened me and, and so on. And, uh, but now that's not working in my life. It's been canceled out. And, uh, and so I need to, I need to find what, whatever that is in my life that is canceling out the powerful working of God and uh, address it and, uh, and fix it quickly. And the last thing I would just say is that um, it really helps to be around other believers. Mm. Uh, I, I just, th- life is too complicated. Uh, and, you know, new cars are too complicated, especially for me. Like, uh, it, you know, I remember you drove me to the north side of town in, in my car uh, several months ago. And just in that one drive, I think you discovered three or four features in my car that I didn't know about. And so it's like, oh, I didn't know I could, it could do that. And I didn't know, Sam, you've just been driving for like 30 minutes. You've already figured stuff out. I've been driving for months and didn't know. Of course, you're a millennial. And then so for right. us, boom, it comes naturally. For yeah. us boomers, uh, it's like, uh, you know, my daughter-in-law, uh, Sarah, uh, now it's several years ago now, but she one day just asked me about uh, you know making uh, bank deposits on my phone, and I'm like, well, I, I, I can't do that. She said, well, I, I'm sure you could. You know, you're you're with a major bank, and well, I don't know how. And so she played around for a minute, and next thing you know, I'm like my life was revolutionized when I didn't have to run by the bank every time I had to deposit some thirty dollar check, and. Uh, uh, and it, but you know, I, I, I don't know how long it would have taken me to figure that out on my own as mm-hmm. a boomer. Like I'd probably gone to my grave, never knowing I could make deposits with my cell phone, but now I do it all the time. And, and there, I think that in some ways, so, you know, when it comes to technology, it's like you, you poor boomer, uh, son and daughter-in-laws, every time you come around, it's like, Sam, could you show me how this, I'm sure yeah. this laptop should be able to do this. I just don't know how. <laughs> Um, and I think in the Christian life, it's a similar thing. Uh, yeah. When you try to just go through your Christian life by yourself, you, you, you'll figure some things out. You'll, you know, you might have a more aptitude than, than others, but you're, you're just not going to get it all figured out. And when you get around other Christians, you, you learn so much from them and, and you're all kind of discovering different things. And, 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 and I remember I, for years I used to meet with three other guys and, uh, 
and they all had insights that I didn't have. And they would, they were all had strengths and they would, you know, they would share how they were journaling and, and how, uh, some helpful things that they were doing that I'd think, wow, you know, I, I, I should try that. And someone else might be really disciplined in scripture memory. And so it's like, yeah, I've always been kind of weak at that, but you know what, I'm he, next time we meet, he's going to, uh, ask me if I've memorized that verse. So I'm going to really work at that. And, yeah. uh, and so, you know, I, I, I think uh, life is complicated enough that if you've got, if you're on a journey with others, uh, and then you're sharing what you're learning, and hey, I, you know, I, I, I was reading in the owner's manual this week, and I found where God says this, and I, I just never seen that before, and it's just so blessed my life this week. I want to share it with you, and um, it, it just makes it. I, I think you're, the, the possibilities of you accessing a lot more of the Christian life are, are just uh, magnified greatly Yeah. if you journey with others. And you all have an owner's manual. You're all looking at different sections and reading it and finding stuff and sharing. Um, and so I think just that alone is worth uh, the the fellowship that you just need to have with other believers. Yeah. And certainly when you, when you, there starts to be warning signs coming and uh, and there's times where, you know, when I would have uh, regular meetings with uh, with other friends that, um, you know, sometimes they would say, well, Richard, that doesn't really sound like you, right? You know, you don't, normally that wouldn't have been getting to you. I wonder what's going on. And um, well, what what about this or what about that? And yeah. uh, and they begin to notice things that perhaps I've just gotten so used to that I, I, I don't realize, I haven't noticed. Well, wait a minute, that's, that is a problem. Uh, and so certainly that's another one. And, and so, you know, I, today, uh, our listeners are kind of, uh, in, uh, afflicted with the fact that I've just come from a car repair place, <laughs> but, um, it, it did remind me again, it, it, when something, uh, basically yesterday I discovered that a feature in my car was no longer working that used to. And that bothered me enough that at uh, seven o'clock this morning, I was on my way uh, to the the car dealership so I could be first in line to get that feature working again. I just mm-hmm. it bothered me that I've got this car that has this feature and it's not, that feature is not working. And I, yeah. you know, by gum, I paid enough money for this car. <laughs> I want every feature yeah. to work, and yet. I look at my Christian life and I see that I'm supposed to have this power and I'm supposed to have this joy mm. and this peace and this patience and it's not there. And I, I can kind of, you know, resign myself to go for months, yeah. years maybe. And that feature was available, but it just wasn't working in me. And we I so I easily did excuse it. Yeah. yeah. So I, and I do encourage our listeners today uh, and, and don't feel overwhelmed by that. You know, I, I, that's the thing. Sometimes you get a two, 300 page owner's manual and you think, where do I even begin on this? I don't even want to open this. There's just too much there. Yeah. Well, you don't have to like read it from beginning to end, just find a section and work through that. And maybe today you just learn how to use cruise control and that, and then close the book and practice that and come back later and find out that, hey, this, I didn't know I could heat my steering wheel. <laughs> That's, that'd be a nice feature in, in the winter, whatever. Like just every, every, you know, every week, open up a different section and just discover something else new. And yeah. and I'll tell you what, you'll spend your whole Christian life and still will, will not have exhausted all that God has made available to you. Yeah. Well, that's great. Thank you, Richard, for walking us through that. And it's just a fantastic reminder for all of us to to take those warnings to heart and and get on it promptly. And uh, we have all the power of heaven 
dwelling within us uh, yeah. to do what, what God has asked us to now do. Now I'm excited about going and driving somewhere. <laughs> All right. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If this is something you enjoyed, it really makes a difference if you leave a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We always love hearing from our listeners. So email us at podcast at blackv.org.